message you're about to listen to is by Pastor Femi Olaleye from Oikea Christian Center. Stay blessed as you listen. First Corinthians chapter number one and verse nine. We are looking at free, looking at the gifts of God. Amen. All right, the nature of His gifts. Uh, I know Pastor Deb and Pastor Afwe have done a wonderful job in teaching and laying foundation all through. All right, so we're just going to build on that. Now, can we read First Corinthians one and what they say? It says, "What God is faithful." By whom you were what? Called unto what? The fellowship of his son, what? Jesus Christ. He said, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Now, the word fellowship means um, a yoking together. Okay? So, for example, fellowship, when you say, ah, I am in fellowship with this person. It doesn't mean that me and this person will come to church. That's not what it means in, in the Bible, word, in Bible word. What fellowship actually means that? It means that you and that person have a covenant. It means that you and that person are what? Are one. So my brother here is married to my sister here, correct? So both of you are in fellowship with each other because both of you are one by virtue of marriage. Hallelujah. So when he says here, God is faithful by whom you were called Unto the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ our Lord, he's saying God is faithful by whom you have been made what? One with Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, it is something that he has made happen and happen in Jesus Christ. So what that tells us is that the only way a man can be made one with God is through one person and one person alone. And that person is what? Is Jesus Christ. Let's look at Acts 2.38. It says, repent and be baptized, all right, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, Acts 2.38, it says, then Peter said unto them, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and he shall receive what the gift of the Holy Ghost so terms like in the name of Jesus speaks of fellowshipping oneness union with Jesus that's what it means so the man who is a Christian has become one with God through Jesus Christ hallelujah look at 2nd Corinthians 6 14 so you can never ever say or never ever get to a point where you begin to doubt whether God is with you. No. Because you have Jesus Christ, God is with you. Everybody say with me, God is with me. I am one with God. I am one with God through Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Look what it says here. He says in 2 Corinthians, it says, Be not unequally yoked together with what? Unbelievers. He says, For what fellowship at what? Righteousness with unrighteousness. And what communion at what? Life with darkness. So, he's calling you that is a believer, righteousness. He's calling you that is a believer, light. Now, why are you righteousness? Because Jesus is righteousness. Why are you light? Because Jesus is light. So in that you have fellowship with Jesus, all that Jesus is, you are. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, it's so, so important for us to understand this. You know, yesterday was Christmas. And we believe we, 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 when we talk about Christmas, we're talking about um, the... Uh, God became flesh. Is that correct? Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says that uh, 
uh, a, there shall be a sign, a virgin shall what? Shall deliver. And that which she shall deliver shall be called what? Emmanuel. God is what? With us. So that means that, all right, in Jesus, we see perfect and we receive perfect understanding, okay, of the nature and character of God. Because Jesus is literally the manifestation of the invisible God in a visible form. You may not understand all of the stories in the Old Testament. You may not understand all of the happenings in the Old Testament. And when you read it, you are confused about something. But so, as a believer or a young Christian, okay, why don't you start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Because in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see the life of Jesus glaring before you. And he's the explanation of the character of God. So when you understand God in Christ, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can now go back to Genesis to Malachi to begin to attempt to understand this God we find in the Old Testament. Because if Jesus is God, praise God, that means that the plain manifestation of the nature and character of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will help you understand God in what? In Genesis to Malachi, since it's the same God. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise the Lord. I said, praise God. Let me just teach you something, certain things, just write it down, certain things that the incarnation of Jesus actually showed us. Okay? The incarnation of Jesus, because if Jesus is God, it means that God become flesh is a message. Because in the Old Testament, we think that God does not want to be close to sinners. But with Jesus, we find that, that God wants to be among sinners. If you look at the uh, crime the Pharisees repeatedly accused Jesus of, it was that what? He was a friend of sinners. He was eating and drinking with what? With sinners. So that shows you that if Jesus is God, it means that God is a friend of sinners. God wants to be around sinners. And God is not, you know, uh, uh, elitist or he doesn't have a club he belongs to. God is for everybody. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. All right. What does the incarnation show us? Just write this down quickly. Number one, the incarnation shows us that God wants to be close to man. The incarnation shows us that God wants to be close to man. God came down as a man. Why men were yet sinners? Romans 5 8. Praise God. God did not just want to be close to man, God came as man. Why men were yet sinners? Christ died for the ungodly. So, if you are still dealing with sin, don't think God is against you and running away from you. Uh-uh, no. Why we were sinners, God came. Christ came. Christ died for the ungodly. Christ is the antidote to sin. If you have a sin problem, Jesus is the solution to the sin problem that you have. So, incarnation shows us that God wants to be close to man, number one. Number two, the incarnation actually now shows us that God forgives sin. God forgives sin. In John 8, chapter 10, verse 11, we find the story of the woman who was caught in adultery in the very acts. And certain of the um, Pharisees and Sadducees came to her and they said, they said to her, uh, said to Jesus, this woman was caught in sin. What shall we do? All right, concerning um, concerning um, what say you? The law of Moses says that we should stone her. This is what says you. Jesus comes and says, "He who is without sin, let him cast what the first stone." 
Why? Showing that God's agenda is not to what? To condemn the sinner. That's not, the, God is not a, it's not condemnation. God does not trade in the guilt business. Are you following what I'm saying here? He doesn't trade in the guilt business. He doesn't trade in the condemnation business. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So, you know, Jesus comes to the woman and says, did any man condemn you? You know, she said, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn thee. Go and what? Sin no more. So, Jesus shows us that God forgives sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, the third thing that we see Jesus shows us is this. That Jesus, um, uh, Jesus shows us that in the presence of sickness, God is the one that does the healing. God does not put sickness on people. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was what? With him. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So it was God who anointed Jesus. Praise God. It was God who did what? Anointed Jesus. God anointed Jesus to heal. God was not the one putting sickness on people. Glory to God. So it's in Jesus we see that God is not the one who makes people sick. God is not the one that gives people sickness to teach them a lesson. God is the one that is healing the sickness. Hallelujah. Say this with me. God is a good God. He is a good God only. He is incapable of evil. God does not do evil. Because God is good. Alright. The third thing the incarnation shows us, that means incarnation is God becoming flesh. Amen. Is that the only way to God is via God himself. The way to God is via God. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. The way to God is via God himself. Praise God. Amen. All right. Now, the fourth thing, number one is that? Number, the fifth thing the incarnation shows us is that only God can offer to himself the perfect sacrifice for the sins of men. Only God. So man cannot offer a perfect sacrifice to take care of his own sins. No. Man cannot. This is why salvation is not by uh, any kind of religious activity you, you prefer. You are not saved by your works. You are not. No man is saved by his works. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Man wants to actually... You know there's this desire in every one of us. No, uh, guys, I haven't noticed that this thing. That we all want God to treat others based on their sin. But to treat us based on his mercy. I don't know what I'm talking about. You understand? My God will punish you. You understand? You, get, you want God to punish that person based on his what? On the person's sins. But to deal with you based on his mercy. So, the hypocrite is the one who spends his time marking the sins of others. 
Why forgetting that he also sins? That's why the most hypocritical Christians are the ones who judge others for not sinning like they sin. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So you judge, you know, ah, ah, oh, no show the job. Oh, no show the nonsense. How? You slept around, you want to see good husband? Then when good husband now comes for that person that was sleeping around, inside your heart, you will now be angry. Are you following what I'm saying? You will now begin to be angry with God. Oh God, I kept myself. Ah, and I don't have husband. This one that didn't keep themselves, you gave them husband. What is that? It's because it is by grace. Now, that's not all. God does not stop there. You see that lady that did Olosho? And God married. God will now call her and the husband. They will now be used of God. Now, why you are complaining? Uh-uh. I know the 15 boyfriend she slept with. God will now begin to use the girl to raise the dead. And the girl will now be speaking in tongues. And she begins to put point like this. God, God uh, uh, you know, uh, uh. <laughs> Hey! It's for you to know. It is not by works. Lest any man should boast. Because you that you say you are not, you didn't do a low show. In the eyes of God, you are show. And you, you are all sinners. That what? Required God's grace to stand perfect in Christ. You are the one that is categorizing sin. Sin is sin. <laughs> unrighteousness is unrighteousness. Are you, are you following? It's unrighteousness. The person that was signing in at 10 but said he got to office by 7 is the one that is saying that Olosho is Olosho. <laughs> you that try lie, anchor. Praise the Lord. Are you following? I'm not second. I'm not trying to. <laughs> now, after you've accepted Jesus, you live that lifestyle alone. But never walk in hypocrisy. Relate with sinners the way God relates with them, in that He offers them mercy and grace. Praise God. I said praise God. Now this is very, very important. Because you cannot be an effective soul winner if you don't have this mindset. You cannot truly love people if you don't have this mindset. You cannot give life to people if you don't have this mindset. And you cannot be able to minister to people if you don't have the mindset. If you have the mindset of a hypocrite, people are going to act in front of you. They are going to present a facade to you such that they will be actors in church. Glory to God. Oh boy. The greatest Oscar winning actors are not in Hollywood, they're in church, bro. They are in church. Church, church, church. Acting, acting, acting. Church. I mean, church is one of the places where a lot of people act. And they act because they want you to feel as though they've got everything together. Everything is good there. Yeah. Because they know that if people in church get to know that everything is not good, they will judge them. So nobody wants some judgment and condemnation and side eyes. Everybody look at the side eyes, you know. So everybody acts as if everything is cool, whereas they are dying inside. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, 
God did not send Jesus into the world to condemn the sinner, but that the sinner through him might be what? Saved. That is the mission. Praise the Lord. So I said, the incarnation shows us that only God can offer to himself the perfect sacrifice for the sins of men. Praise God. The sixth thing is that the incarnation shows us that God identified with sinful men, not righteous men. God didn't come to look for the healthy. He came to look for the sinner. Came and identified with sinful men. So sinful men can identify with a spotless God, with a spotless lamb. So God's hands has always been stretched out to the sinner. Glory to God. Yeah. Stretched out to the sinner with salvation and redemption. Then the last thing we see about the incarnation is that God is humble. Guys, think about it. Guys, see. Jesus became a man, but he was not born in a palace. If I was the one that was God, and I was going to release my son, or release myself to become flesh, oh, you, you best believe that he's going to be born in Marriott, amen. Marriott Hotel, you know, if it's Lagos, you know, Ikeja. There was in America, we do Marriott New York. Glory to God. Oh, yeah, you know, in the penthouse, the pent suite. You know, all the nice folks who attend to him, petty. You understand? Servant. But Jesus was born in a manger. There was a goat bleating, you know, goat making noise here. There was a ram bleating on this side. Then there were chickens everywhere, laying eggs when the Savior was born. He came to a, they came to an inn. There was no room for him. The angels of the Lord did not prepare room inside inn. Are you following what I'm saying? Because me, I would, like, I would have thought that the word would have gone forth. And the angels of the Lord will move and create a space inside the inn. They got, the Son of God was about to be delivered. And there was no room in the inn for him to... Are you following what I'm saying? And they now say, ah, there's no room here, but we have a place where we keep goats. Can you manage there? I don't, do you understand? That's humility. Humility. Now, you know, if I wanted, you know, someone to be, you know, if I'm going to have a son of God, you know, sent to what, I would look for a place where you come out from it. When you say, I'm from this place, you understand? They would say, ah, Pagbai. What's in my You understand? I said, ah, this is, what's this? Is, this is dope, man. I said, I'm from, you know, you know I'm from uh, um, Washington, D.C. You know, I'm Jesus of uh, Washington, D.C. You understand? Washington? Wow! Do you know that Nazareth was one of the least towns in Israel? That was why when they told Nathaniel that the Savior had come from Nazareth, do you know what he said? He said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like the son of God coming from Ajegule. Are you following? Somebody to be born in Ajegule, come from Ajegule. You now say that he's the savior of the whole world. Plus us that live in Lekki. That our savior in Ajegule, they born him. You understand that kind of thing? You're like, ah, which kind of logic with this one? Doesn't, it's not, the brand is not working. You understand? Ah, you understand? But that's what God did. Nazareth. Of Galilee. That's where the Savior came from. Because God is humble. And the way God works is that if God does things so simply 
and humbly so that the proud will be only the folks that we miss out. <laughs> Praise God. That's why when God, wants to, when God calls men, he calls the lowest of the low. So that for you to miss out, you just have to be proud. If you are humble, you will miss out on God. If you are humble, you will not miss out on God. But if you are arrogant and you are proud and you are elitist, you will miss out on God. I'll give you another story. I'm not you remember this guy. Uh, uh, what's now this? Uh, Naaman, the Syrian general. I'm not remember him. Yeah. You remember Naaman? Ah, oh, yes. Naaman was leprous. Leprous, mighty man of valor, could fight great wars, but Naaman was leprous. While he was, you know, in his house, they had raided Israel and they had captured a young girl, an Israeli girl. And the Israeli girl saw the Naaman's leprosy and said, Oh, I would that my master would go to the prophet in Israel and he would cure him of leprosy. Naaman goes to Israel goes to, and, and assumes that that, that that lady is talking about who? The king of Israel. Because if there's anyone that should have such powers, it should be who? The king. Goes to the king. I said, gets a letter from the king of Syria. And the king of Syria says to king of Israel, he said, I have sent Naaman, my, my main guy here, so that you will heal him of his leprosy. If you don't heal him of his leprosy, I will take it personal. That you did your part, and I will fight. Then king of Israel was like, who am I? Am I God to heal a man of leprosy? Elijah, sorry, Elisha hears what was going on. And Elisha says, send the man to me. So that he will know there is a God in Israel. Now look at what Elisha now did. Now if it was me, I'm just saying, if it was me, if they sent me like the vice president of a country, amen, amen. that is sick and they, I, I, I should heal him. Praise God. You know, in some churches, you know what they do now? There will be a camera waiting at the gates. Watch the arrival of the vice president of the country. Yes, he's coming in his motorcade. It will be live streamed. Will live streamed. I was coming like that. As he comes out, he comes out. You can notice the leprosy. You can see it's very, very leprous. And they will zoom in on the leprosy. <laughs> zoom in. Can you see the leprosy? You see one eye, the eye is falling out. You can see the air. It's not complete. It's coming to the man of God. You understand? Know I mean, I'll come out. Come out like that. Then we we'll wave our hands and pour water and vibrate. He's healed. Praise the Lord. So that you can have a picture of me and the healed person before and after. Are you following? No. Elisha does not come out of his room. He sits down there. He didn't show his face. He now sends a servant. <laughs> he says, go and tell him. So go and wash in River Jordan seven times and you'll be healed. Notice what God was doing. Oh yeah, glory to God. The man thought he was coming to be healed of leprosy. God was actually saying that your, your problem is not the leprosy. Your problem is your pride. Praise the Lord. Many of us, the problem we think we have is not the problem we have. Praise God. That's not the problem. The problem you are coming for seven days of prayer, fire, warfare, and thunder. That's not your problem. <laughs> How you will know is what is God, what has God, God been instructing you to do that you have been resisting to do? Yeah. 
And Elisha did not show up. Elisha said he should go and wash in the Jordan. Then uh, Naaman was angry. So what is this insolence? Do you know I am? I have killed 15 kings and I am the... He was talking rubbish. He said, I'm not the rivers of Abana and Fafa better than this useless Jordan water. What is this Jordan water? I have swimming pool in my house if you see me. Can you come here and tell me to come and swim as well? I don't have water to swim in. And as he was about to go, one person that has sense in his entourage. You see, God is merciful. There is always somebody with sense in your entourage, in your circle. But what the devil is going to do is that he will make you fight that person. When you want to do stupid things, God is merciful. There will be somebody around you, your pastor, your cell leader, or a friend. That person will have sense. That person will try to tell you the voice of God. It may be in a whisper. But you find that the devil is going to try to move you against that person. That person now said, said, if the man of God had told you to do something harder, wouldn't you have done it? Yeah, I would have done it. So he just said you should go and dip seven times. What is the problem? At least there is not, you lose nothing by trying. So he listened. He went inside the river of Jordan seven times. Praise God. And he came out cleansed. Glory to God. You know, you know the funny thing? If you check and examine the cleansing of the leper, according to the priestly pattern in the book of Leviticus, the Bible says that when you wanted to cleanse the leper, you applied oil on the finger, you applied oil on the ear, you applied oil on the foot. Then you also sprinkled blood seven times on the leper. You understand? Because there, all right, seven is talking about completion of perfection. You understand? So it's complete cleansing. So what God was actually showing us in the cleansing of Naaman in that by the perfect washing of the spirit, praise God, a man is cleansed of what? Of sin. Praise God. A man is cleansed of what? Of sin. Such that when he came out the seventh time, he came out what? Born again, so to speak, in typology. Are you following? So when he came out the seventh time, he was free of his leprosy. And you notice, he didn't want to serve the God of Syria anymore. He now told Elisha, he said, please, when I go to the house of the God of Syria, and I bow down because I am with my king, let the Lord forgive me in this matter. Because now, from now on, I am serving the God of what? Of Israel. Are you following that? Praise God. Say this laughing. God is simple. Again, God is simple. So all these seven steps to break through, 15 steps to ascend, God is not that hard. God is not giving you arithmetic class or maths. No. God is not hard. He is simple. Glory to God. He is what? He is simple. Now, you see, human beings, because we are complicated, we are the ones that are complicated. So, because we are complicated, we want to bring that complication into our service of God. So, when it is too simple, we begin to question whether it can be God, because we think that for it to be God, it has to be what? Mysterious. And some charlatans 
that called themselves prophets, not all prophets are charlatans, most prophets are legit, but some prophets who are charlatans, because they understand the psychology of people, always bring mysterious instructions for you to get solution. So, for example, doing crossover service, some people are going to be told to bring salt, sugar, honey, and broom. Yes. And you will see that a lot of people will respond better to them than just let's come. They will bring the salt, they will bring the, 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 the sugar, they will bring the, the honey, and they'll bring the broom. And the first prayer point is, where's the broom? Now begin to sweep and say with me, all the negatives of 2021, I sweep you out, I sweep you out, I sweep you out. Amen, amen, amen. They like the mystery, they, they like it. They now begin to practice and they'll be sweeping violently, sweeping. You understand? Because the mystery works for them. The complication. Then they begin to lick sugar. As I'm licking the sugar, I'm licking the sweetness in 2022. I'm licking the sweetness. I lick it now. I lick it now. Mola, mola, mola. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I we did it. We were in such churches before, so I'm telling you from experience. Don't think we didn't do it. No, we did it. I mean, there was a church one time. They told us to take water, man of God. We took water, a uh, you know this uh, five kg water. You know the small water like this, and we feed up water. The man of God said that God was going to turn all of us to millionaires in 19 days. 90 days, and how God was going to do it was that He was going to put some power in the water because you know, we, there, was some, there was some smell, we were smelling of poverty, so that smell of poverty was not allowing people to help us. Praise God! So, we got that 5 kg water and we were to leave it in the church for seven days during the period of our prayer. Then, after the prayer, we were to now take that water and begin to take a quarter of it. And put it inside the food we're cooking. You understand? You know, like Maggie. <laughs> so we're eating it there. When we wanted to have our bath, we poured aliquot into the water. You understand? And we're bathing with the spiritual water. Praise God. We're still poor after 90 days. Praise God, obviously. And a lot of people in that church were still poor. And it's 15 years later, they are poor because I know them very well. Praise God. It obviously did not work. Praise the Lord. But it's mysterious. We all did it. It had a hundred percent compliance. One hundred percent compliance. Because man is complicated. When you just say believe and declare, it's too simple. Praise the Lord. It's too simple. We need to complicate it. Glory to God. You want to get married? Now say, okay, instead of it, you just normal this thing. All right, you know, do this, do that. Simple stuff. You get, believe God, check these things in the word. Does this person do this? Does this person do that? Have, you know, certain things. Then also, do not be in a hurry to get married. You know, wonderful, wonderful pastoral counsel. That makes sense. You know, say, no, that one is too, too simple. Hallelujah. I want prophetic matchmaking. Hallelujah. To that church, they used to prophetically motivate people. Then you go there. Then they will shave your head. You just hear that. There's something on your head that is militating against your destiny. Except you shave it. You can't, you can't have my tie break. It's just to shave my head. Go and shave your head. Then you have Gorima Kaya carrying Tapana. 
<laughs> Amen. It's simple. Praise God. Now, what was the purpose of the incarnation? It was for the purpose of fellowship. Hallelujah. What's the purpose of what? Fellowship. Now, remember what we said at the beginning? We said fellowship is what? Union. Is that correct? It's oneness. Praise God. All right. The word fellowship is a Greek word coined on here. It means union, oneness. It means also joint participation. Joint participation. Praise God. It means intimacy. It means joint ownership. So when you say we are in fellowship with Jesus, what you are saying is, what Jesus owns, I own. Glory to God. Who Jesus is, by nature, I am. So, look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Alright, 1 John 4, 17. Who Jesus is, I am. I'm not remember the time when Jesus, sorry, not Jesus now, Saul or Paul, Apostle Paul, who was not Apostle then. Now, I mean, if you know that, the, you know, you know the difference between Saul and Paul? How many know the difference between Saul and Paul? Saul is the Hebrew version of Paul. Paul is the Greek version. Are you following? It's like, my name is Femi. And I can say, if I, if, I, if I go abroad, I say, what's your name? My name is Femi. What's her name? Femi. Okay, just call me Love Me. You understand what I'm saying? You understand? Love Me. So they don't say, oh, Love Me. Hi. Yeah, that's me. Love Me. Love Me. You understand? So Love Me is English. Femi is Yoruba, right? Saul is Hebrew. Paul is what? Is Greek. So there is no, and the God that changed Saul to Paul. Mm -mm, he didn't change anything. Glory to God. Nothing was changed. God will change your name. I'm telling you, God will change your name. He will change your name. He changed, no, he didn't change Saul's name. It's just, it's just language. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The only thing that God changes and needs to change is your nature. Praise God. Your what? Your nature. Do you know that when people say that, that, that oh, if your name is Ogundele, right? When you get born again, you need to change the name to Jesus Dele, or Jesus Dele, or Oluwa Dele. If your name is Eshushebu or something like that, you need to change it to Jesus something like that. Now, there's nothing wrong in doing that. It's fine. But the, 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 the revelation must be right. Because if Eshushebu or something is born again, it means he has become, come in fellowship with Christ. Praise God. So his identification is now Christ. In the realm of the spirit, a Shushegbe is not the one that they are seeing. All those nonsense theology or teaching that say the devil, if his name is Tishu something, the devil has the right over him. Satan does not have right over you. No matter what your father called you. Hallelujah! Doesn't have right over you. Don't let anyone lie to you. It doesn't. You are in fellowship with Jesus. In the realm of the spirit, when you appear, Jesus has appeared. When Jesus has appeared, you, you have appeared. Remember, when Saul was on his way to Damascus in Acts 9, the Bible says that as he was riding, he wanted to go and capture and arrest other, many more Christians in Damascus. 
As he was going, the Bible says the light came, shining from heaven, and knocked him off his horse, and he fell to the ground. You understand? And a voice came out of heaven and shouted, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, why do you persecute me? But Saul was going to arrest Christians. But the voice said, why do you persecute me? Then Saul said, who art thou, Lord, that I persecute? Then Jesus said, I am Jesus of Nazareth, the one you are persecuting. So that means what Jesus was saying is, if you persecute the church, you are persecuting who? Me. Because I am them. They are me. Praise God. In Ephesians 5, it says, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his what? Of his bones. Ephesians 5, 30. So when you get born again, you are coming to oneness with Jesus Christ. As he is, so are we, we are in this world. There is no separation. Come to first John chapter 4, verse 17. Let's look at it quickly. No separation. So what cannot what cannot destroy Jesus cannot destroy me. Say that to me. What cannot swallow Jesus up? Cannot swallow me up. Yeah, cannot. You can't use me for ritual. Are you following me? How? Who are you offering me to? It's not a demon. <laughs> Praise God. There are certain foods you will eat, you will vomit it. Praise God. You will vomit it because it is not compatible with your system. So also, I am not compatible with the digestive tract of all the demons in this world. Can't be careful for me for this. You can't go to Babalawa and be calling my name in water and our here. Me. I'm connected to the Alpha and the Omega. If I appear, he will appear with me. So we will find out if your calabash is enough to contain both of us. <laughs> Glory to God. So, Christian, there are no Christians, you are too afraid. Fear lady in prayer. Everything is devil centric. Oh, anywhere they are calling my name. Anywhere. Anywhere you pray, that's what you are praying. When you should be praying with the consciousness of overwhelming victory. Hallelujah. I am what the word of God says I am. I am what the word of God says I am. I have what the word of God says I have. I can do what the word of God says I can do. Look how he says, verse John chapter 4, 17. He said, Hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because what? As he is. So are what? We in this world. Not in the world to come. May I transfer and pray for people now? I say, in the name of Jesus, with whom I have fellowship. Hallelujah. I don't know where you got that. I don't know where you got that. I'll say, in the name of Jesus, with whom I have fellowship. What I'm saying is this in the name of Jesus, that I have oneness with, I am one with him. So as I'm talking, he's the one talking. When I talk to the mountain, you will move because when Jesus talks, you will move. So when I come in the name, see, so do you know why some people pray in the name of Jesus or mention the name of Jesus and it does not work? They are in play, Jesus, Jesus, and it will crash. 
Somebody is demon possessed. And the demon possessed is manifesting. Saying Jesus. And he's laughing. Ha 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 ha. And you're like, ah. That's not that's not the script. When I say Jesus, supposed to go out. But this one is doing as though I am giving them cold baths. So it's feeling comfortable. Praise God. It's because the efficacy of the name of Jesus does not lie in its mention of the name. Because if it lied in the mention of the name, the seven sons of Sceva would have gotten that devil to leave when they mentioned the name of Jesus. It is actually the revelation at work in the person who is mentioning the name. When you are using the name, you should use the name with the understanding that there is no difference between me and Jesus. That when I say in the name of Jesus, I am saying in the name of the one I have fellowship with. Which means that me and Jesus have been made one by redemption. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you say in the name, so for example, you say Father in the name of Jesus. What that means is this. You are saying that Father, it is Jesus that is praying. Because you are coming in the name of Jesus. So you are coming as Jesus. You are coming in the rights of Jesus. You are coming in the grace of Jesus. You are coming in the authority of Jesus. So the Father is giving to you because it is Jesus is actually responding to. Ah, yeah, you understand? So when you come in the name of Jesus to cast out devils, devils don't go because it's you. They go because it's Jesus. Hallelujah. It's Jesus. So the devil see Jesus when you come. Angels see Jesus when you come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is why there must be boldness. The guy that has the revelation, the woman that has the revelation, all right, comes and prays with boldness. Not fear. Praise God. I said praise God. Hallelujah. Not fear. Here I wonder why people say God of Obadali, and he will answer. God of Adiboye, I will answer. You see, because their revelation is low, they don't yet have a revelation of their union with Christ. But they understand that this man of God, God is with him. You understand? So why is it that when they say God of something and it happened? Because that person they are calling. Have a union with who? With Christ. Praise God. And when they are invoking and saying, God of this person, it's Jesus they are calling. So you respond. Praise the Lord. Never see yourself as having any kind of disadvantage. Whenever anyone is preaching a sermon that puts you at a disadvantage, ignore that sermon. It is not of God. Praise the Lord. Do not pray with a defeated or a weak mindset. You are not weak. Any someone that puts fear in you. When it comes to sin, when it comes to the devil, it's not of God. Praise God. Repentance is not something. What is repentance? Repentance means to change your mind. Fear doesn't change your mind. 
Praise God. If I told you it's, it's a fornicator here, maybe somebody is fornicating currently. You are you are right here in the fornication business now. And I came and I was saying, You will go to hell. And I said I was dramatic. You'll be afraid doing your service. If I do have a call, you come out. Then you want to, I'm sorry, Jesus. And you will cry here. And people will be doing a lot of tears. The people not say, See revival. That's not revival. Revival is not the drama that happens in church. Praise the Lord. People have called Melo drama revival for a long time. Revival is what has happened after three months. Six months. Not the crime in church. And I found out that sometimes during worship, when people cry, it's not because of the presence of God. It's because they like R&B songs. <laughs> Praise God. They like what? Yes. Just play some R&B song. Maybe the keyboard is on. Say, oh, 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 Jesus, I love you, Jesus. Oh, and tears come down their eyes. Go and play Johnny Dree. Or Caveman. For the same person. The poster will be the same. Because <laughs> that song just speaks to me. Huh? It speaks to me. Praise God. Because it's not all presence of God. The proof of transformation is changed decisions. So that means repentance is about changing your mind. And if you change your mind, your decisions will also what? Change. The tears are good for camera. But it's not proof of any revival. So any word of God that puts fear in you, any word of God that makes you feel inferior to the devil is a lie. It's not the word of God. It's the word of the devil itself. Because by redemption, you have authority over devils. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. And please, amen. <laughs> Most of the challenge of poverty in Africa is not devils that is causing it. Most times it's not. I won't lie to you. It's not devil. It's lack of innovation. Praise God. Now, the Christian here I'm running up must have a balance of the supernatural and faith combined with the application of necessary principles on the earth. Any Christianity that puts all the responsibility on God is a fallacy. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Yeah. It's a fallacy. In 2020, what did you learn to do better? Skill. Are you a doctor? Okay, good. Um, what were you, okay, so in 2019, all you were doing was clacking and doing examination and diagnosis of malaria. Well, people that give diagnosis of malaria, there's a particular amount of money they earn. For people that can solve higher problems, they earn more. Is that correct? Yeah. So, what extra skills did you get? Did you learn how to scan? Did you learn how to do um, ECG? Could you read ECGs better? Praise God. All right. Did you learn how to do a cardiac scan? Did you learn how to... You understand? Did you go for your postgrad? You are an economics major. Thank God for you. You have been looking for a job with BSc accounts. But you see, 
The truth about it is that when it comes to it, what skills actually do you have? Actually. There's a place of prayer. Father, I open opportunities. Doors are open. I'll give you an example. Something very incredible happened. And it never left my mind. It's it really touched my mind. I was like, wow. So, in my place of work, an opportunity came to get some people to work in my own department. So, I wanted to help some people that I left in an HMO that worked with me at the time. So, some of them were looking to move. I said, okay, fine. Let's see how we can help them. You understand? So, we had an interview. What was I get the CV? And they were to interview. They interviewed two. Then my, the HR in place of work, they stopped the interview process. I was like, why? They said, one of the persons that were, they were interviewed was chewing gum during the interview. But then, <laughs> then there was another person that didn't have a grasp of the industry. So obviously, they had not improved over time. So, this is what I want to tell you. Everybody, listen to me. In 2022, grab the two well. Grow in faith and the supernatural, but be good at what you do. You see what I said? Be good at what you do. Get extra, extra skills. Learn data science, learn, you know, proper analysis. Get to understand those other things you can add to your degrees and put it under the skill column in your CV. And as you are praying, speaking in tongues and prophesying, you come to church, we pray for you. What that will do is that opportunities will open. But you will still have to walk in. Notice something. When the angel of the Lord went to free Peter and opened the prison doors, the Bible lets us know that the angel told Peter to follow him. What the angel did not do, he didn't carry him. I said, oh, Peter, no. He didn't carry him. He said, let's go. Praise God. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the tomb, he says, Lazarus, come forth. He came forth. He was bound. He said, lose the clothes from him. Jesus didn't carry him. Lazarus walked himself away from the tomb. Praise God. The problem is, you can pray and pray. Opportunities will show themselves. But you have not prepared yourself to seize the opportunity. The Christian has to be the one who is strong in the spiritual and also strong in the natural. Praise God. Build yourself to be indispensable in your field. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Because where you get the point and you say things are not working, I pray, nothing is happening. Don't go and be blaming God. It is never a problem on the God side. I have found. God is never the person at fault. I'm telling you, it's never God. It's never God. The question you ask is, what am I missing? You know that Saturday? You say, Saturday is for one bear. Change it, it's not for one bear. No. Let's use it to acquire. There are trainings you should pay for. Instead of paying 45000 for a go and pay for training. Praise God. You will sit down where brilliant people are receiving training and be asking questions. 
you are an accountant, go and do revise, uh, revision course on accounting, finance management. Praise God. Understand peer-to-peer analysis, industry analysis of a segment. How you can take the data of you know a particular, you know, report it, and you are talking, and people are listening to ah, the girl is hot, man. Praise God. If someone you build yourself that they can sit down and listen to for two hours, because of how versed you are, never let a week go by where you are not reading a book, studying a material, investigating a concept. You don't have all the time in this world, so stop wasting it. Praise the Lord. Now I was um, <laughs> there was this thread I saw on Twitter when I'm rounding up. Somebody was saying in the thread that uh, the white man was the one that brought Christianity to Africa and that Christianity was the white man's religion. Are you following what I'm saying? And that the white man came, brought Christianity to Africa all right, and took slaves and all of that stuff. Very ignorant statement. And you know that statement is something that is very well said, but it's not true. It's a lie. Number one, Africa is not Nigeria. Africa is bigger than Nigeria. Praise God. And people were Christians in Africa before they were Christians in Europe. Why they were Christians in Ethiopia? All right. Um, a lot of um, white people in Sweden and Iceland were still sacrificing their babies to Odin. Amen. In England, they were offering human sacrifices to gods. Go and do your history. Praise God. Yeah. Rome was not Christian until close to the 4th fourth century um, AD. And before that time, Christianity was strong in Ethiopia. They were the Pope. Hallelujah. We have the Ethiopian, you know, remember that? Ethiopia is Africa. Simon that helped Jesus carry the cross was a black man. Acts 13, there was a Simon the nigger. All right, if you look at KJV, it says Simon the nigger and it writes N I G E R. So because you are Nigeria, you say Niger. Right? But that word Niger there is actually from the uh, Greek word nigger, which means black one. The guy was black. So they nicknamed him Nigger. I remember when I said that, someone said, hey, because in America, Nigger is has another meaning. Well, what Nigger just means in Latin and Greek is you are black. I mean, I'm black and proud. Praise God. Amen. Black is just the way the pigmentation of my skin looks. And the truth about it is the white man was black first before he became white because of the harsh conditions. Have you noticed that when people go to London, they begin to look fairer? I mean, I've noticed this. It's a skin routine. You now begin to look, it's because of the cold, it's the weather that over time causes the change in the appearance. Because man was originally black because of this pigmentation we have, it was to protect our skin from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. Praise God. You understand? Don't be ignorant. Reject it. Lastly, I'm going to tell you this. See, is anybody learning anything today? Is this helping anybody? Yeah. See, 
What people offer you materially is usually in response to the value you can deliver. So rather than chase money, chase value. If you can go up in value, you will go up in material earnings. So spend time, enough time, investing in the value end of your life than looking for shortcuts. Hallelujah. Invest in what? The value end of your life than looking for shortcuts. Don't waste time. There are a lot of things on the internet. There are a lot of courses everywhere. Don't waste a single weekend of your life. I don't waste my weekends. I don't waste my time. I don't. I don't. That's why you will never catch me having a better last year. You will not. You will not. And I pray for you that you will never have a better last year in Jesus' name. But you see, the fulfillment of that is not just, Amen, there are things you will do. Amen? There are steps you will take. There are stories you will hear that will inspire you, spoil you to say, me, I'm taking this step. Me, I'm taking that step. Praise God. There are books you will read. There are trainings you will go for. And when you begin to go in particular directions, you now begin to find out that you will be meeting people who are heading in that direction. One of the greatest blessings God will do for you is that He will change your friends. Because one of the problems many of us have is that we have a committee of friends who are not going anywhere. But we are cool and we are happy with them right now. Associations to spoil you to go for more. But if, you, you, if your associations always make you comfortable with the status quo, then you might have embraced mediocrity for a very long time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So stretch. As you stretch your vessels, you give God opportunity to fill it with more, more than you are currently what taking right now. Because there is more that God wants to give that your vessel has not been stretched to receive. Have you learned something today? Can we lift up our hands and just bless the name of the Lord? Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. For other messages, please visit our website www.orikiasesi.org Thank you.